This is Patrick from WSOU 89.5 FM, the loudest rock here with Max from Tala. How you doing? What up, dude? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing this. We're super stoked about Tala at WSOU, so this will be fun. So Tala is probably one of the most original sounding bands I've heard on WSOU in a while. And I know that you guys describe yourselves as new core. So what does what does this mean? How, how would you describe that? Uh, so the name, I guess, came from people always asking us, like, what? genre we are or I guess subgenre of metal people would always lump us just with straight new metal and we didn't feel like that was appropriate because we take a lot of influences from other types of metal like hardcore for instance so like I guess just constantly people always asking us what's what's the what's the name of your genre blah 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 what is it we were just like oh let's just combine the two I guess just call it new core and call it a day so that's kind of where that came from that's and those are like really where the influences come from because like we're all like we all grew up and listening to Slipknot system, those types of bands. And like nowadays we're listening to more like hardcore stuff like that. So just the influences are just there, just naturally just taken from those different types of heavy music. So, yeah, definitely. And uh, in every Tala song, you definitely hear all those influences and there's so much going on. Every instrument is doing so much. There's so many moving parts, different vocal styles, different riffs, times, things like that. Um, how does uh, Tala song typically begin with all these moving parts Does it start with the lyrics or the riff the drums how does it usually start it always starts with the instrumental because the writing process was usually um I'll write up an instrumental and then just record it on my own just like a demo mm -hmm. and then and then it gets sent off to Justin and he will start putting the vocals in writing the lyrics um he does all the vocals and the lyrics himself so it's kind of it always starts with the instrumentals and usually i'm just like starting it with riffs and stuff i guess sometimes a drum part will kind of start an idea for a song but typically it's just with guitar riffs and finding like something that's heavy and just kind of memorable and like building the song off of that um but yeah like uh we've experimented a little bit with like how to like write because sometimes justin will like he sent me a uh this idea one time that was just vocals and we kind of, and then I kind of built the song around that, but that was just like a one-time thing. Usually it's just always the instrumental first, then the vocals come in, then the lyrics. And then that's when, and then we add layers on top of that. Like, I'll, like the other guys like Derek and Musin, obviously with his turntables and everything. So the layers get added after that, but it always starts with just the instrumental. Yeah. And you're talking about Justin adding his vocal parts. I'm curious how, Justin kind of uses his voice to serve the song because there's so many different styles that he has that are switched up throughout the whole song. Uh, how does he kind of utilize this, this range on each song that you might send him? I mean, he's just like the type of vocalist where he can't do one thing for a song, like one type of voice, which is what I've always loved about him. Like I've seen his solo stuff on YouTube before. That's kind of like how I knew of him before we like linked up. And that was always what I loved was just that he can just constantly switch to different voices, different types of screams and singing and all that stuff. Um, and so like when he, and he gets an instrumental, I guess he just kind of feels it out with like um, just depending on like how the part feels and stuff. But I, I know for a fact too, it's like when he, when he's in the zone and he's like 
in a section. It's not going to just be one thing the whole time. It's just naturally that's the way he is, the way his voice is, and what he wants to do. He's just constantly flowing and changing and doing different things, which which is awesome. And like it fits the instrumental, in my opinion. Like we we, we kind of do weird stuff sometimes, so it fits to have a vocalist that can get more experimental with his voice. Yeah, for sure. And you also mentioned about the use of turntables programming and samples, stuff like that, which is one of the one of my favorite parts about uh, these new Tala songs. You know, we've seen that with Slipknot and Corn, but uh, the samples with Tala just add so much energy, really take the songs to the next level. What can you tell us about the programming in these songs? Yeah, that was something we wanted to add from the beginning, I guess. Like we didn't really know we were like, oh, we're going to get a turntable player, but we were like, always doing layers and sound effects and stuff like that actually like one of our old guitarists his name was aj he was with us from the start for a little bit uh he used to kind of do similar stuff like that but he would just do it on guitar with his crazy pedals and stuff so once we were kind of like look at him really make that more noticeable we we're like we should just get someone that can actually just make this their job so we uh we linked up with music and he learned turntables too so we we're like yeah let's have him scratching over some of the songs and stuff um but yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, a lot of that kind of comes into when we're in the studio is like when that kind of gets added. Like we'll have the songs and sometimes a lot of the times I'll have like transition ideas and like different things kind of mapped out already. And I'll like talk with music and be like, these are the, the spots where maybe we should put some scratching or different sound effects and noise stuff like that. But a lot of the time we'll get kind of loose ideas. And then once we're in the studio sitting down with uh, Josh, who's our producer, we'll really just kind of dig into it and figure out exactly like what the vibe of these kinds of sounds should be. And like, we'll have the spots and music will have like a couple different ideas for scratching, but then it kind of gets narrowed down there. So it's, it's pretty cool. We'll, we'll figure it out kind of beforehand, but it doesn't get like nailed down perfectly until we're like in the moment, which I kind of dig. Yeah, of course. And with all of these sounds, all these textures and layers, I'm curious what goes into producing and putting on a live show, because all I've heard about Tala is like, you know, I'm talking about the songs we've been playing at WSU, but everyone's like, oh, you got to see them live. So with all of these layers, all of these aspects of all these songs, what goes into reproducing these songs live on stage? Yeah, so um, it's in terms of like that sort of stuff, like the more production type things like that music would be taken care of uh we we don't play like with a click or anything like we're just doing it raw so that makes that harder because uh, like you can't just like there's 50 million things going on you can't just slap that in the background and like just be jamming over top of it like we have to figure out kind of like and sometimes have to like figure out how to minimize some of that stuff and compress it into something that's he can actually play like, and that kind of gets tricky when you're like, all right, there's like three parts going on here. There's like some keyboard thing, there's scratching, and there's like samples and like metallic hits that are happening. So we have to try to like combine them to certain buttons on his sample pad so he can hit them. And they're like linked up, but they're also chopped into pieces because we don't play with a click. So if the tempo is a little bit faster, a little bit shorter, he can kind of play accordingly. So it's, it's kind of hard to do that stuff uh, the way we're doing it, but we, we make it work and yeah the live show is like um kind of a big part of it for us just and our music in general we just love playing shows and like giving it our all and having a lot of energy so that's that's a big part for us playing shows we don't want to just be like i don't think we would be great as 
I mean, the albums are awesome, uh, in my opinion, but we we need to be able to be playing live and bring the, the stuff uh, on the stage because that's where it feels great for us. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, 2022 is a big year for you guys, not just because of your uh, upcoming album, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but earlier this year, talking about touring, you opened for All That Remains with Burials and Miss May I. What was the dynamic like on this tour with so many high-energy acts on one bill? Uh, it was fun, honestly. We've been wanting to play with Varials for a long time specifically because we've been kind of friends with them for a minute. Like around the first the first time we had like a show, a Tala show back in the day, I think it was like our second or third one, like Mitch and some of the Varials guys were there. So we've kind of known them for pretty much the whole time we've been abandoned. I've always wanted to play some shows. So it was great to be able to tour with them finally. Um, I know like some guys like Justin are like, being into uh, all that remains so to be able to play with them was really cool um but yeah i don't know it's been fun and we just did a tour with attila as well uh like we just got off it like two three days ago and we got this other one coming up with drowning pool in like a week i think week and a half something like that mm -hmm. so we've just been trying to keep busy and get on all these tours that we can and just like we want to be able to play the stuff live and bring it to people because our fans especially after being on lockdown for two years of just not really being able to do anything like our debut album coming out during that we're just like we need to kind of be out there playing as much as we can yeah definitely and the past year has also been really busy for you in particular not just with tala touring and the album you also went on tour with code orange what was it like touring with a band whose sound is a little bit in a different direction than Tala. Not as high energy, but still really cool, still very intricate. Um, it, It's been awesome playing with them. I, I met up with them a little bit over a year ago, um, and I did the three tours with them. It was the Slipknot one was first, when we did Corn and with some headlining dates, like a headlining tour after that. So I guess it was two tours, but it's directly after each other, so it feels like one big one for me. And then we just did uh, Suicide Boys uh, recently uh, in September, um and it's been awesome like i've been a big fan of theirs for years at this point they've always been like my, like my favorite that's like current band that's out there playing and their live show is literally like the best one i've ever seen so being able to like be a part of that has been really crazy um and it's a lot of work i mean we practice like all the time constantly really just pushing ourselves to make sure it's as tight as possible and I, I love it. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of hard work, but it pays off. And like you see the shows and it's it is higher energy still like we're everyone's going hard. Everyone's hurting ourselves every night. So it's it's been awesome. Uh, and yeah, like I was saying, they're like huge influences for me. So to be able to be like with them now is just really awesome. Like just constantly be grinding, working on stuff and hanging out with them. is just great. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned corn. I actually interviewed monkey a couple uh, actually last week. And I, I mentioned Tala and uh, Tetrarch and some other bands about the talking about the new wave of new metal. And he said that when he heard you drum, he said it was very reminiscent of their first album. What's it like hearing that from someone who's so high up, so respected in the new metal community to say that about your music? Yeah, that was awesome. He, I talked with him uh, a bunch on the tour and he was telling me how he was like with the Tala stuff because it reminded like him of like the way they were kind of back in the day. And I thought that was awesome. Like, like obviously like I grew up on those albums, those early corn uh, CDs. And so to be able to hear that from him was really cool. And I totally was stoked on that. And 
just to be able to have him like be hearing the stuff and digging it was really sick. So yeah, it's it's honestly awesome like to be able to hear that from someone like him. So yeah, that sounds amazing. Let's talk about this upcoming album you have uh, out in November. It's called The Generation of Danger. I know this album has a concept behind it. What can you tell us about the album's premise? So that I, I can do a very like general explanation of it because that's more of a Justin question and uh, just because he does all the the concepts and the stories himself like um that's totally his department and uh but this one's yeah it's a concept people were asking if like oh this takes place from uh like right after metrifugy or something like that because the last album was also a concept but it's a it's a new story it's not it's not the same characters or anything. So it's a brand new concept. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much like this, this scientist guy that's like ki- uh, kidnapping his sort of uh, coworkers and stuff that at this company that he works for, I'm going to do a very bad job. And Justin's going to be like, oh, you should have just passed it on to him. But anyway, he's just like doing these like crazy experiments on them based on their like desires and like that so it's to me it kind of like feels almost like saw-esque but it's not saw because it's it's still a concept and it's like individual things it's not like that but i don't know i I think it's cool it's kind of like it fits the vibe that we're going for and we always just want to do like some weird with our (laughs) with our albums so as long as it's weird and the it always just kind of fits in with the music that we got yeah definitely and uh the concept sounds really dark and i know that's a lot of that's what a lot of people have been saying about Tyler's music. It's a very darker side of hardcore and new metal. And I know you also said that it's a, this album is a new era for Tyler. You said you wanted to take your first album and go to like 150%. And I definitely hear that on all these songs. Uh, what did you do during the writing and recording of this album that gave it that intensity that you didn't do on, on your last? I think, I guess part of it is like with the last album was our debut. So I, I obviously had like a sound in my head of like what I wanted it to be like, but it didn't exist yet because I hadn't written it. So I was just, it was a lot of figuring out kind of like how I wanted this heavy sound that I had in my head to actually sound. And um, I, I mean, we did a great job with it. I'm totally proud of Metrifigy and everything we've done with that album. But now that like that's done and like I have that, I'm kind of like, now I know exactly kind of what I'm going for. So with this album, I was able to just kind of really kind of do things better in a way if that makes sense like the courses are way catchier in my opinion the heavier parts are heavier i mean that's a i know that's like not the coolest answer to say that like you're just like yeah everything's just better now but it just feels that way because we we've been doing it for longer we know what we want more now and we're able to like lock that in and nail it and we spend a lot of time i mean this album has been worked on for three years at this point we like even were working on this stuff before Matrifugy was even completed. Like we had the EP, no one should read this, which turned into Matrifugy. But before we turned that into a full album, I was working on some of these songs. So they've been in like constant rotation with like what we've been working on and just constantly tweaking them, evolving them and just trying to make them as best as possible. So I think it really paid off just being able to grind on these songs and get them to where they are. Yeah, definitely. And you said that going into this album, you had a sort of a vision of what you wanted it to sound like. And with that combined with the premise of the lyrics and the concept, do you think going into the album with a plan 
like that affects the recording of it? Um, I guess in some ways, um, I, I feel like if you overthink it when you get into the studio, it can kind of be a bad thing because then you just start questioning everything that you're doing, which was not the case on this because we had done so many demos of these songs. Like we've recorded them. Like I did my early demos, which was just me like riffing with like a drum program. And then we've done like two different sets of just full band, like jamming it out in like a home studio sort of thing. Uh, so we'd just been with them for a ton of time. And when we got with Josh, we were just kind of like, all right, this is what we already know what we want to do. Let's stop overthinking it. It's great as it is. And let's just get in there and nail it and just kind of like see what it's like once at, after like the two, three weeks that we were working on it. And we got to the end of it and we we're like, this is literally exactly what we're trying to do. So sometimes it's like, when you go into it with that strong of a plan, you want to do all the like prep work that you can for as long as possible. Like I was saying, we've been doing it for three years, but once you're actually in that moment in the studio, like just commit, get the stuff that you've already been working on out because you don't want to just constantly just be like, Oh no, I got to redo that, redo this and change that while you're like in the studio for some reason. Cause like you put all that time in already, like get it out in that, in that session, I guess. Yeah, of course. And with this album three years in the making and the release on the horizon next month, what are you most excited for with the release of this album to finally share this with your fans? I mean, like like I was saying, it's kind of like been worked on for so long. So to be able to be like, I've been listening to this for so long and now people, other people can actually hear it finally is going to be great. Um, and we got like a couple of the singles like we just put out for the recognition like a week or two ago. And that's one of my favorites on the album. And I think people were really digging it. I did the video as well, which was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I guess just once it's out finally, and people can listen to it, I'm going to be stoked. Um, the live shows, like we've already talked about, like what we want to do. It's going to be a little bit different than like what we've been doing, like different look and stuff. So to be able to like kind of bring that to life as well is going to be a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, mainly I just want to like, I just want to be out already so I can see what people think of it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I, I got to ask you about the two songs from the album, from the two singles so far that we've been playing on WSOU. One is Telescope and the other is Shaken Not Stirred. So I spend all my time here. That's been pretty much my <laughs> soundtrack for 2022. So uh, nice. I think I, I think it's cool because uh, I think these songs are kind of two different ends of this album. Shaken Not Stirred is a little more melodic, has a little bit more hook. And then Telescope has just so much intensity when you're making an album like this with those different sounds uh where is your where's your mind day to day when you're recording yeah i mean that is a good example of like two extremes on the album because telescope's very fast and chaotic the entire time and shaken's a little bit more like i guess groove based like it's a slower tempo it's more based on just like this like heavy riff and the more melodic chorus and bridge of the song. So mm -hmm. they're kind of like two different ends of the spectrum for us, which was, uh, I guess, like when you go into it, you don't really plan on that. Yeah. Just the way that me and Justin write specifically is just like, as long as it's memorable and it's got its heavy parts, we're happy with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been great. There's a lot of different, stuff on this album that kind of gets experimental honestly which some of that stuff hasn't even been released yet but those aren't going to be on the singles so um 
yeah, once we once you're in the studio and that stuff gets put together, it's um it's really cool to kind of hear that like even though it wasn't intentional, you got songs that are way more melodic and other songs that are super chaotic, but it still feels the same in a way, like it fits in the same vibe mm-hmm. and on the same album. So yeah, I mean, thanks for playing those songs, by the way. Um Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're those are also just really good ones to kind of capture what the vibe of the album is going to be like as well yeah of course and uh something else that i have to ask you about is taladin which is when tala covered songs from the aladdin soundtrack Uh, where did this idea come from you know you're making a new studio album you're touring you're playing with code orange where did you find the time to uh cover these songs from aladdin that was that was old. I mean, that was just supposed to be a joke for April Fools, and it's still out there publicly for some reason. And it kills me seeing that as like in our discography because it was just a joke that was going to be on our Patreon. Which, by the way, if you sub to our Patreon, we got like a bunch of like exclusive stuff on there. But anyway, <laughs> that was supposed to be just like some fun exclusive thing that we did as like a joke on April Fools to just prank people and be like, "Yo, we got this new EP coming out," and then we just have this recording of <laughs> that aladdin ep or the soundtrack but yeah i mean it was just a joke it was just for fun we were in lockdown so we were just like what can we do that's to just put people on april fools and that was just an idea we had and we just went with it yeah definitely so uh coming close to the end here what else can we expect from this album um like I was saying, I got into a little bit earlier, but there's more experimental stuff that we kind of went into it. So it's like, it's kind of a little bit of a taste of just other weirder stuff that we can do. Um, and that's all on like songs that aren't released yet. So like the songs that are just not singles, they're just on the album. So when the album drops, I'm really curious what people are going to be thinking of songs like that. Like for example, Wendred is one of them. That song has got a ton of different elements in it and different changes with the structure that I'm really curious to see how people take that because in my opinion, it's one of my favorite songs because of all that weird stuff that's going on there and, and the experimenting that we've done, like not only just like with the songwriting, but the ex- instrumentation as well. Like we're using a lot of different instruments that we don't typically use, which was really fun to do in the studio. So that type of stuff is what I'm looking forward to the most when the album comes out. Yeah, definitely. So One question that I have to close with, which is something that I ask all my interviews, is if you could pick one Tala song to send out to aliens for them to listen to, which one do you think it would be? Oh, that's hard. Um, I guess my initial instinct is like overconfidence. Mm -hmm. But if we're talking, I kind of want to send for the recognition as well, because that's just as crazy as possible. So that might be (laughs) for the recognition, honestly. All right, cool. So Tala, Generation of Danger out November 18th. Max, thank you so much for doing this. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, not really. I think we covered everything. I mean, we got the new album coming out November 18th, and we're hitting the road with Drowning Pool in like two and a half weeks. No, or week and a half, sorry. It's coming up real soon. So um, besides that, though, like that's kind of everything. Uh, we're on instagram facebook all that we got the patreon like i was talking about where we have behind the scenes stuff um exclusive content uh just a bunch of cool things on there so uh yeah i guess that's it 
All right, cool. Thank you so much for doing this. Tala, Generation of Danger out November 18th. Definitely go catch him on the road. Go subscribe on Patreon, follow on socials, all that good stuff. Uh, Max, thank you. This is Patrick, WSU 89.5. Thank you. It's great, it's great talking to you.